0: I'm Chad Ruthermans. And I'm Andy Kennick, And welcome to No Clip Pocket. Pay less, experience more. Today, we're going to be talking about Octodad Dadliest Catch, a game that was developed and published by Young Horses and was released in 2014 on Android, iOS, Linux, Windows, Switch, OS X, PS4, PS Vita, T- TV OS? Uh, Wii U, and Xbox One. Uh, but first, if you give us a like or a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. And second, if somebody could explain to me what <laughs> tvOS is, I would love to know.
1: I, I, I assume that just means it's playable on some smart TVs or something.
0: That could make some sense. But probably a particular brand. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, maybe like a Roku game or some shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, Actually Deadly's Catch is a physics hell game. Uh, In which you have to navigate the world uh, while using a physics-simulated octopus in a three-piece suit. Um, You mentioned at the end of last episode, when we rolled for Octodad, Mm -hmm. that Octodad seemed like the perfect pocket game that we just never got around to, essentially. And I believe that you are correct about that. <laughs> uh, and even more so, the perfect pocket game, because it gives me an opportunity to go off on a tangent right at the beginning of the episode that's only vaguely related to Octodad. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's something that that was kind of eating at me while I was playing the game, which is why it comes up so early. Uh, and that is that Octodad is a game that came out in 2014, and like a lot of this type of game that came out in this type of era, owes a shitload to the most influential game developer of our generation, Bennett Foddy, mm-hmm. uh, who is the developer of most famously now Getting Over It, uh, and but also Quap, but also Quap, op- <laughs> which is which is what would have been out at the time. Uh, that was. It's like almost like a. It's like synonymous with that like flash games era, where Quop was just this hilarious game. If you haven't played Quop, first of all, do it. Go <laughs> play Quop, because it's amazing. Uh, where you can only control each part of a runner's legs as they run down a track, and your goal is to make it to 100 meters, but most people, for many hours, will only make it to 2 or 3 meters before face-planting into the ground. Uh, And that kind of thing became popular for a short period of time, and I feel like Octodad Deadliest Deadliest Catch almost sort of picks up the tail end of it, where it's this full-game release of what is essentially a joke premise. And we we see this in other games, like Goat Simulator is still a thing. That's what I was going to bring up as a comparison? Yeah. Like, there are these games that, that do the physics hell thing and, you know, are reasonably successful with it, put a lot of different things in. But Octodad has always been sort of the poster child for me of, like, this is the part... Please pardon or don't, the pun, where the genre sort of jumped the shark. (laughs) Like, this, like, has a whole thing... And is a game that you can buy and play with achievements and stuff to master and do. Uh, But it is, it is, the premise itself is so outlandish that it is difficult to take seriously. And it puts you into a weird headspace the whole time you're playing it. Which I think all works in the game's favor, to be fair.
1: Yeah, like, one of my first notes is, this feels like a physics-based game from the era of, like, Goat Simulator. But, like actually good right and not just a joke like i mean it is a joke <laughs> yeah. largely and has lots of like jokey elements to it um but it feels like it's an actual game mm-hmm. and yeah not just like something you download and have a laugh exactly With, yeah yeah like it's it's got like a full like campaign or whatever you want to call it like a story to play through uh, which I think is rare for this kind of game. Yeah,
0: it is a story with like plot and voice acting, mm-hmm. uh, and that's all very surprising given what this game is. I, in fact, to start actually talking about the game and not just the influence of Quop on a whole generation <laughs> of of games in this era. Uh, I love that this game just has a fucking theme song mm-hmm. that reinforces that the premise of this game is that Octodad is an octopus and he's trying to pass as a human being. They, he wants other people to not know that he is an octopus. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it is done, it's done in this, like, pseudo... Like, at this point in culture, kind of tired, like, pseudo-50s era, like... Uh, family man, housewife, and their two opposing genders children. Yeah, it kind of felt almost like, uh,
1: like an adult animated sitcom show. Like it, it yeah. even kind of looks a little like Family Guy or something um, in its style. And I mean, those themselves are influenced by the same thing, like '50s sitcoms, right? Uh, like tropes. So yeah, yeah, it definitely has that feel, and it has like this indie rock
0: theme song that is just great (laughs) yeah yeah because the the theme song's lyrics are like octo dead nobody suspects a thing uh and that's amazing like because of the obviously like the whole point of the game hinges on the idea like your fail state in the game mechanically is tied to the idea that you cannot be found out by people
1: Yeah, I think it's, like, an extra funny angle, at least from my perception, because, like, it kind of feels like he just stumbled into having (laughs) to pretend to be a human. Like, he just, like, meets this woman Mm -hmm. and ends up hitting it off with her and is, like, (laughs) ends up marrying her and having kids and it's unclear whether or not he wants any of that. Right. Like, it almost kind of feels like he's keeping up the charade for uh, Scarlet, his wife. Yeah. Uh, like, for her sake. Uh-huh. And it's not necessarily <laughs> that he has, like, any kind of goal or reason to pretend to be a
0: human. Yeah, dad is an enigma. Uh, he's unreadable. <laughs> a man of mystery. Uh, a mollusk of mystery. Uh, and it is a it is it is very amusing i think the way that this is set up like it is genuinely funny in a way that on paper it doesn't really sound like it would be. Like, it sounds like a very one-note premise. Mm -hmm. Like, Octopus flops around, has a difficult (laughs) time performing regular tasks, but off-screen is apparently doing a good enough job that nobody suspects a thing, as the the theme song implies. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's just executed so elegantly, I think. It's not so over-the-top which sounds ridiculous <laughs> because we're talking about Octodad. Uh it's it's not so over the top that it becomes a an unbelievable it's an unbelievable premise. It this is hard to describe. Yeah, yeah, it is hard to describe. Yeah, it doesn't go as far as you think it would and in fact treats its subject matter pretty well to make it consistently funny without being tiresome.
1: Yeah, it's like paradoxically, I think. <laughs> um it's like a comedic premise mm-hmm. but that it's like taking seriously, if right. that makes sense. Like they're executing the idea very well. Yes. Um yeah, so like it's it, it has like moments w- where you're like, "Oh, this is really ridiculous that I'm like falling all over this and doing that mm-hmm. and people are looking right at me and they don't know I'm an octopus." And like it hits you that that's like very funny. But right. a lot of the time, you kind of, like, focused on trying to accomplish things. So, like, it kind of, like, waves over you and can gets to continue to be funny because of that.
0: Yeah. It is absolute ludonarrative harmony. <laughs> the the <laughs> gameplay helps the premise work because it takes so much of your focus to maintain uh, that it keeps coming over you in waves, like, what's actually happening. I think one of the best gameplay levels in the game and one of the worst narrative levels in the game is the uh, the supermarket the grocery store yeah. yeah because when you're in it the it's ve- it's what you imagine octodad is you're like okay so it's this very like sardonic like people talking about the soda city which is some like dumb marketing thing where they've stacked all the soda cans in the shape of like a castle and everyone in the supermarket's like I wish I could live in Soda City. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a very goofy sort of like every there's a joke every second. There's a guy who who's talks on the loudspeaker mm-hmm. to tell more jokes. Uh and it it gets very old. Uh, comedy-wise, pretty quickly, though it has a, most, some, a lot of like the most interesting mechanical implementation. But every other level in the game is, like, vague enough about what it's actually telling you to do that it is still funny and still interesting the whole way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really appreciated that part of it. Um, well, let's talk about how you play the game Because I think that's obviously the thing this game is about. Uh, The fact that we even (laughs) got five minutes on the narrative is is pretty impressive. Uh, And we'll come back to it as well, because there's more to say. Um, But I do want to play a clip that I happen to have prepared. Mm. Um, I say that actually not having it prepared, but knowing that I'll be able to edit this later, uh, of a longtime friend of the podcast, Dan, Uh, saying that this game is, quote, Oh Oh my god, this is the hardest game ever made. (laughs) Uh, So, and when that clip was taken, he was playing this game on a controller, and I played this game, I've played this game both. I've played it with a controller, and I've played it with a keyboard and mouse. And I do have to say the keyboard and mouse controls are just enormously easier than the controller controls are you do get an achievement for playing
1: the game with the controller yeah. which seems to suggest <laughs> uh that it is harder
0: yeah uh, and it's really just because the controller controls make you play Twister with your own hands a bit, because mm. you have to keep swapping between, like, which leg and shit and moving it around and trying to... Whereas, like, the other one, you kind of press a button, and use the mouse to swing around, and mm. that's that's all you really that do. That does sound way easier. Yeah. I never tried keyboard and mouse. It's, it's, it's a lot simpler, and I, I was able to sort of speed through the game this time through. Uh, but... To describe the actual gameplay of the game, to get a sense of why it is so difficult to play at times, uh, you move around by individually lifting each of Octodad's legs. Yeah, he's got like
1: clusters of legs, like two that work as human legs, uh-huh. you know, and two that are, like, arms. Right.
0: Yeah, and then you swap, essentially, between arm mode and leg mode. And you only have to ever control one arm, so the arm stuff isn't too hard. But the actual mobility is just ridiculous. Uh, and every object in the game is functionally weightless, so when you bump into it, it goes flying everywhere in a hilarious manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your goal is to sort of get around without... Knocking too many things over or causing too much of a scene.
1: Yeah, so uh, it it was probably something I was doing. uh, (laughs) But it always felt like either his right or his left leg. I don't remember which one. But one of the two always seemed to want to, like, drift to one side. (laughs) And I don't know if you had that experience with playing with a controller. Or if
0: that was just me doing something weird. Uh, I don't remember Uh, having that experience with a controller. The experience that I kept having with the... just at all in this game Mm -hmm. is that it was very difficult to keep track of which button controlled which leg Mm -hmm. because uh, the octopus is very, like, springy. Yeah. He's a flexible dude. Mm -hmm. Jiggly. He's very jiggly. And so what happens is you move a leg... And then he gets all wrapped up and faces the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard to to know what exactly was going to happen when I clicked every time. Yeah, T- I don't know totally. if that describes that.
1: Uh, yeah, like it just like later in the game when I like I kind of was always just like with the controller, like hitting the trigger and pushing forward and just kind of trying to do this. Right. Like just like wiggle back and forth to try to get momentum. Which seemed to work pretty good, unless I needed to, like, you know, specifically maneuver. Uh Um, And, like, later in the game, you have to, like, go across these, like, beams above, like, the chef, like, for the final confrontation part. Yeah. And it's, like, doing that, there's, like, with one of his legs, I'm able to, like, mostly move it where I want. But then the other one, it's, like, I lift it up, and then it just kind of wants to go one way, and I have to, like struggle to fight (laughs) to like move it to where i want to go and i don't know if that's an intentional game design thing right that he's got like a stubborn leg (laughs) that wants to go in a different direction or if it was like something was fucking up i think
0: because what what i'm thinking of is in the on the ship level Mm -hmm. uh which much like the ship level in resident evil 7 didn't feel like it really needed to be as long as it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a section where you have to, like, tightrope walk over the uh, all the crew while they tell jokes about being fishermen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, a, like, a little narrow beam. And I did find myself not being able to properly step on things, but that's two things. <laughs> One, in that level, the ship is constantly swaying back and forth, so there's just perpetual motion going on. And then the second thing was, I think, when you lift your other leg after moving the first one, his body will swing to right mm-hmm. itself, so probably that is what you're experiencing, is that, Maybe. like, it will try and face forward in relation to whatever direction his foot that's planted is facing, and then will turn like a tangled yo-yo right? Uh, until he's facing the right way, and that'll swing the other leg around. Uh, so much so that it hits the mic stand and makes a noise. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It could, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, It's one of those
1: things where it feels like I was just like not understanding like some kind of nuance to the way it controlled. Right. Uh,
0: Which I think is the way that the game is supposed to oh, feel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, like, I can't shake that sense that like there's probably people... Uh, much like people who get really good at op. Oh, yeah. Like, who just can, like, effortlessly, or not effortlessly, but, you know, like, perfectly maneuver Octodad. Right. You know? Like, it feels like the potential is there to, like, master it, but it does seem like uh, the average person's just going to have, like, this nebulous understanding
0: of how it works, <laughs> and just going to f- kind of flail around. Uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. I think, because m- most players, when we, the first time you play this game, the kind of thing that makes you say, this is the hardest game ever made, <laughs> uh, is the fact that controlling it is not well explained by the game by design. Because if you knew sort of the secrets of yeah. the game, then it would lose its charm. Uh, And, yeah, I just looked it up, and the, the speedrun world record <laughs> for Octodad Deadliest Catch is 13 minutes and 8 seconds. Wow. Uh, so, yes, there are people who are masters of controlling Octodad, uh, which is pretty wild. Because it does seem like the kind of thing that no matter how much you practice at it, you're never gonna get there. But evidently, that is not true. I will say a tip for anybody who's playing Octodad for the first time is that Octodad's leg strength is imma- is immense. Yeah. Uh, so as long as you plant a foot somewhere, it's not going anywhere. You don't have to worry about falling down. Uh, you, so you just control the other leg and try and get it up to the next place you want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is probably the main key thing uh, to making the game function. And otherwise, good luck. Yeah, like, in in one of the early parts where you're, like, at the
1: house mm-hmm. and you're in the backyard, uh, the daughter says, like, oh, daddy, try the new slide oh, or whatever. Man. And at the beginning of the game, like, I I walked over to it and, like, tried to walk up it. And I'm like, this seems impossible. <laughs> uh, but then later, yeah, I learned how you climb, like, ladders and stuff. Yeah, yeah uh so yeah i guess it does kind of try to hint at it early on but
0: uh i think a lot of people would just not figure that out (laughs) no yeah it'll take a while yeah i think the first time that i learned how to really climb things was in the aquarium level yeah uh trying to go up a ladder it's just like very difficult and there's also a part in that stage where you have to climb up a uh, an escalator that's going down which was my own personal hell uh it, it that was a very difficult thing to do and it gave me arm cramps <laughs> see that was pretty easy for me because i think my like
1: strategy of just flailing the sticks right just worked for that
0: the strategy
1: of flailing is really comes through in that part yeah
0: it's like the tagline
1: of this game (laughs) more or less well sometimes it'll bite you and sometimes that's exactly what you want to do that's true yeah
0: sometimes you need to be more controlled
1: yeah uh so there's a mechanic in this of i think kind of as you touched on a little earlier of not needing wanting to make a scene right uh So there's this mechanic of, like, people, like, looking at you. You'll get, like, these dotted line, like, eye lines (laughs) that, like, people are watching you. Mm -hmm. It never seemed to matter except for, you know, like, on the boat or with uh, the employees at the aquarium. Yeah. So, like, and not that I think it being enforced more heavily would make the game better because uh-huh. i think it would actually make the game worse uh cuz it's very hard right <laughs> and uh but like it seemed weird that it was always a mechanic that was implemented in every level when it seemed to not matter
0: yeah it's in fact the entire the mechanic that most closely relates to the entire premise of the game yeah uh but it is very rarely an issue yeah,
1: like, at the grocery store, I think it really stood out, because it's, like, the first level in public. Right. Uh, I'm just doing all kinds of shit right in front of, like, somebody, <laughs> and it's just, like, nothing's happening, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining that probably... We've talked about this on several different uh, episodes, I think, at this point. Like, it feels like the kind of mechanic that was, in, that was like, ideated and then implemented... And then it was too punishing. And so they just rather than remove it completely because it still serves a purpose, they just scaled it way back so it would never be an issue.
1: Yeah, it could also be the opposite thing where it wasn't a mechanic, but then people like in playtesting were just like doing whatever Uh and they like wanted the player to be like a headspace of like trying to act normal. Right. And then like putting the mechanic in like made people remember. That that's what they're supposed to be doing. True. Sort it, of a
0: thing. It does make the concept like it serves it's the se- comedy. Yeah, it sells
1: the premise better. Yeah.
0: Because when you're just running around and fucking shit up, that is a that is a whole genre of game as discussed. Yes. And but the idea that you doing this you it makes you the player imagine being in the shoes of the witnesses and being like if I saw somebody doing this I probably would be pretty suspicious uh, and so it does it does serve the comedy a good bit so that is fair mm-hmm. uh, so.
1: Did you cheat at the arcade games in the aquarium? <laughs> I
0: don't think I knew you could cheat at them.
1: Uh, there, Yeah, there's a couple of them you can. Like in the basketball shooting one, you yeah. can just climb over the barrier and then just drop the basketballs in the hoop. I, don't, I didn't do the basketball one, okay. I don't think. I thought you had to do them all
0: to get enough prizes. I thought so as well, but I looked around and there were like two or three uh-huh. that I didn't finish. So okay. I think there's like ten in the thing and you only have to do seven okay so yeah you can cheat
1: at that one and then there was also one where you just had to throw stuff to like knock over essentially like milk bottle oh yeah i did that one that one you can also just climb over the barrier and just knock knock them them all down down. with your arm (laughs) which i yeah, so i cheated on both of those because i thought the throwing was like a wonky mechanic at least with the controller yeah a lot easier on mouse um and like when you do like some guy like from screen will be like hey this guy's cheating (laughs) it it was jerry seinfeld yeah um (laughs) (laughs) a classic what's the deal
0: Uh, (laughs) cheating in arcade games
1: but um yeah so i thought that was funny i like that
0: you were able to cheat yeah and it doesn't like punish you for doing so i agree i think it would be it would go very much against the spirit of this game to have like strictly enforced rules Mm -hmm. uh for anything really like if you can find a way to manage it Like, I cheated in the kelp throwing thing because there's a part where they expect, they don't expect you. There's no (laughs) way they expect you to actually do it this way. you, like, move a fan and it blows things that your kid is throwing up and you're supposed to get them into these, like, cups. Like, Mm -hmm. kind of like a skee-ball situation. Uh, And I found that to be functionally impossible to do. Yeah. So I did just pick them up off the ground and put them in the thing. Yeah, I
1: noticed that there was a graphic on the wall showing the Uh kid throwing them into the thing and them flying. But I was like, I never even began to think about (laughs) trying to do it that way and just pick them up and put
0: them in the cups. Yeah, that's the only way to really do it, I think. Because it's been a good, like, few minutes trying to get that to work. Oh, yeah. Because they were part... I felt like, okay, I'm kind of getting the hang of this. I know where I need to be in order to get it to go where I want it to go. Uh, But that just was never true. It Like, no two throws (laughs) did the same thing, no matter what I was trying to do. Uh, So I eventually just gave up on it and started putting them in there. Yeah. That does give rise to what I know you thought was the hardest part of the entire game.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, there is a jungle gym Mm -hmm. at the end of the kelp uh, educational section. (laughs) Yeah, World of Kelp, World of Kelp, yeah. Uh, And I think it was just one of those things where I think everybody's had a moment like this in a game where I was just like, I tried it and I probably attempted it like 15 times or Mm -hmm. more. And just could not get up this chunk with gym. Uh, there's a part with the bouncy thing and there's a fan at the bottom. And I was like, ah, no matter what I do, I just fly off the side uh, <laughs> after, you know, like, you know, trying to get up for like fucking five minutes straight or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then like I just quit and went to bed and then attempted it the next day and got it in like four tries. You know, mm. it's like. I think I just had, like, some kind of mental block.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, notably, as we as I discussed, mean, it is hard, you but... were drunk-er yeah, the second time. I was drunk the second time. Yeah, and that and it was easier that... <laughs> which might be just true of this game entirely. <laughs> I think if you drink before playing,
1: you'll do better. You'll be on the same wavelength as Octoden. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh I played this when I was legally required to be sober because I was at work uh and it was it it had its moments of being just very hard that I was like if I had less physical control over my body this would probably go easier uh <laughs> But yeah I don't know I think the game definitely has its its difficult moments but none of them really stem from the uh having to stay out of line of sight of people mm-hmm. part of the game Though it is funny that it makes a belching sound effect when people when you do things badly yeah. around people. I don't really understand why it does, but there it is. Uh so one thing I thought was kind of funny
1: and clever is they use like their their method of gating where you can go, it's just you'll grab a doorknob and it'll just pull off the door. <laughs> oh yeah. I just think that's a really clever version of, like, an invisible wall mm-hmm.
0: uh, for this game. <laughs> this door is locked from the other side. Yeah, you just like... pull
1: the doorknob
0: off. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, I can't go in there. Yep. Yeah, I liked a lot of the things that were just sort of, like... Their methods of gating, by and large, were all uh, diegetic. Like, it's all things that are that exist in the game that prevent you from doing things that you would normally. Uh, which I think reads a lot better in a game where the physics simulation is kind of the the subject of the game
1: i guess the only other thing that i had is also just related to music uh got a great song at the beginning and then i also think they have a great song at the end uh during the final boss encounter type thing <laughs> the song that plays is like a parody of like an intense final boss song uh-huh. like you know the the uh the kind I'm talking about that's like, oh, 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 oh like oh. the intense choir, you know, and like, it's just like... Really, Aggressive
0: Latin ambiance. Yeah,
1: it's just a really funny parody of that type of thing. I'm not going to try and explain why. Uh, <laughs> if you're curious, just look up the soundtrack and find that song. It's
0: very funny. I mean, my question before I say my piece yes, is, do you not want to spoil how good of a, <laughs> of a song parody it is, or... Do, are you? Do you just not have the words to describe I, yeah, what makes I don't, it so funny? I don't think I could describe what makes it so funny Fair beyond right. what
1: I've said, so.
0: Okay, so spoilers for what makes the song funny, at least to me, mm-hmm. is that I listened to it for like four straight minutes of playing the final boss. Uh-huh, before, before you notice it. Before I even recognized that like all of the chanting that was going on were all just people saying blub blub yeah. in different tones. Uh, so that was extremely good and something that I loved about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. I also think we should address, because I also ran out of things to talk about. It's not a long <laughs> game. Uh, <laughs> uh, but before closing out, I think we should address the uh, how the plot mm. sort of wraps up. Because it, I, honestly, it was more involved than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it needed to be. But it well, was. I liked it. Yeah, that I actually did. Actually, had a plot. Yeah, so you go through what you think the game is going to be is just sort of like the day to day life of Octodad as he tries to blend in with human society, but you're being pursued by your like Elmer Fudd style persistent villain. Yeah um
1: basically uh, they have a similar thing to this in The Little Mermaid. Mm. There's a chef uh that chases Sebastian around and I feel like it has to be at least a little bit inspired by that. A
0: bit there are a few references to things in this game so it does make sense to me that that might be the case. Um mm-hmm. uh, including weirdly like a collection of Minecraft themed foods at the grocery oh, store. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Which felt like the most Like, overt reference to anything in the game, so it was a little odd. Yeah, I wondered if there was some kind
1: of connection. Yeah, like Like they they did like a promotion, yeah, or like
0: Mojang.
1: Yeah, like the people who worked on this maybe knew the people who made Minecraft or something.
0: Yeah, man, that's funny to think about because in 2014, knowing Notch might be a thing that you would want to do to to advertise to people, yeah, and now you probably would not want to. (laughs) uh but anyway the uh (laughs) the yeah you're pursued by the chef character who shows up in each level to sort of like try and get you into a trap yeah he's the only person who knows you're an
1: octopus right
0: and he does always succeed you are not given the option to see through the trap you know it's coming and you walk right into it every time by order of the game being the game Mm -hmm. uh which is funny and then at the end of the game, he successfully tricks you, takes off your suit, and throws you into a into a pool and in, in the aquarium, uh, so that you are a, an octopus once more. Mm-hmm. And I like this part because it does get to show you that like Octodad is actually competent at anything, but like it's just being an octopus. Like yeah. it's it's very obvious that he's forcing himself to live outside of his element. Uh, and you, like, swim, and it plays this triumphant song as you, like, avoid uh, a shark and shit and swim around in this tank. And then there's, like, a whole-ass flashback section where you wash up on a boat and, I guess, get your first taste of coffee, which yeah. <laughs> may be the whole incentive for him being a dad. Uh and, you know, it shows, like, how he meets his wife, Scarlet, and how he meets the chef, mm-hmm. uh, who becomes obsessed with exposing him. Uh, I guess he just becomes captain of that boat. He <laughs> does just become cat while the other captain is in the shower. Yeah. Talonoff. Uh, yeah, he's talon off. That's an inside joke, and we aren't going to explain it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, and then you go back, and there's this, like, moment of everyone discovering that you're an octopus and making their peace with it Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i like that the family doesn't care right i think it's very important that, that that is the case uh and it's amusing and it's funny and i'm i'm even doubly amused by the fact that they made this game where the intent of the game is obviously just to be a difficult to control physics mayhem style experience and it has like a three-act structure (laughs) with like a heroic downfall and (laughs) and and then re-rise to glory yeah uh and the amount of just effort that was put in is is an amusing amount of effort to put into a story to a game like this Mm -hmm. uh so i was a big fan i liked that that element of it yeah me too Do we have
1: flailing thoughts? <laughs>
0: flailing thoughts.
1: <laughs> uh, my flailing thoughts are, uh, I, yeah, I like this game a lot, actually. Um, I'm not a big physics hell mm-hmm. kind of fan. I, I know you like Quap, but I'm the kind of person that like tried it for five seconds <laughs> and was like, "Fuck this." Um, so yeah, I and Goat Simulator uh, is mm-hmm. you know like a thing that amused me for like maybe 30 minutes fair um so yeah like i like that this is an actual game Mm -hmm. uh that uh yeah has a story it has like i think it's like it is hard to control but i think it feels tuned just right to where it's like you can feels like you can do it you know it isn't like so hard that you're just kind of like all the comedy comes from trying to do it and it being too hard. Right. Um, like you're actually able to like get through it and like make progress in it. And it, it just manages to be funny and entertaining the whole time. Uh, some of the writing is pretty clever. Um, uh, yeah. Like the story is charming and yeah, like I just, I'm really impressed with how like well they executed the premise. Uh, Cause it feels like, yeah, it could go down so many other avenues that are worse than this. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, it's impressive that they pulled it off and that it is as much fun as it is. Um, and yeah, I guess I can't really say it much better than that. Uh, it's funny and probably about as well done as it could
0: have been. Yeah. Uh, this game is not going to crack anybody's best games of all time list. Uh, but I also can't say that I don't recommend it. It is a cool, funny game. Uh, that is not... It's not inherently enjoyable in the sense of, like, the moment-to-moment gameplay. But it's one of those things where the whole is much greater than the sum of its parts. I think that they put enough effort into this game to make every element of it succeed. And when you put it all together, it just is a very uh, bemusing package. Where you go, this is an a very funny physics simulation game. In side of a game that has like a plot and story and voice acting and the jokes are good uh and the presentation the music uh and the graphics are exactly where they need to be the music i think is above and beyond because of a couple of tracks really singing uh and otherwise i i don't know i I think if you're interested in the genre but have never like tried it. This is an amazing starting point because like you said it is tuned to not be quap hard or like getting over it hard, which is fucking impossible. Uh which somebody just cracked a 1 minute, I think on the uh, wow. on the world record for that game as well. So that's impressive. Um so <laughs> you definitely this is definitely a great entry point, I think into this sort of a genre. And it's just a fun game to play with friends. Uh, because it is just fun to watch people fail at stuff that is designed to make you fail. This is a good hanging out game? <laughs> Definitely a good hanging out game. I'll make a new playlist on YouTube for hanging <laughs> out games and put this one on it. Uh, so yeah, I like this game a good bit uh, and would recommend. Hell yeah. Octodam, Dadly's Catch, catch it. Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket this week. <laughs> What are we talking about next time? Next time, uh, we are leaving Mystery May, sadly. Everyone salute, have a moment of silence, pour one out, etc. Press F. Uh, We are the video game podcast that forgot about that joke somehow uh, for Mystery May. uh, And we're going to be talking about a game called The Bunker. Uh, basically for two reasons one uh, it's short we've already played it and we need as much time as we can for the upcoming month of games and two uh to expose our horrible dirty little secret that we just uh play a bunch of fmv games free <laughs> <every> time <laughs> uh because they're amusing and sometimes they're done well mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like a
1: chasing the dragon thing yeah like a what if this one's great because there's always
0: a chance you yeah know? what's what if this is the next her story yeah it won't be almost assuredly mm-hmm. or what if it's the next harvester or what if it's yeah there's a lot of of fmv that could go right in a genre that very often goes wrong so uh join us for that uh and fucking until that time <laughs> just going to put a fucking in there. Uh, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com. There you can find our email address, our Twitter accounts, uh, a link to the Discord server where you can suggest games for us to play or talk about the games that we have played uh, or anything else. You know, we're up for it. Uh, <laughs> you can find a link to our YouTube channel and you can listen to all of our old episodes, including episodes that we did on ooh, we did jazz punk recently mm-hmm. which is a, a comedy game uh shadows over loathing yeah uh we did an episode about taco bell <laughs> <laughs> we also did west of loathing okay, west of loathing we talked about do we do any the, like ocean games we gotta get on that. If we yeah, have it. I mean, we have Subnautica on the list. That's true. Tune in at some point for Subnautica, or like, like maybe Abzu or some shit. We'll yeah. we'll figure it out. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <Privilection> like it, subscribe. <fishy> <laughs> <laughs> like it, subscribe. Smash the like button. <laughs> 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 Ring that bell. <Müzik> I didn't find first Alright, I guess I'll test that. Alright. Okay.
1: This is a sound test. This concludes the sound test. <laughs> this concludes the sound test! <laughs>